Hey everyone! Welcome to Redefining ABCD. Today's episode will be a Larger Than Us episode, and in this segment we will talk about topics that are deemed controversial or stigmatized in the South Asian community. Our goal for Larger Than Us is to share many sides and voices to these topics. So hey everybody, welcome back. We are doing Larger Than Us this time around, and today the topic is realities of being the eldest daughter in a South Asian household. So we chose this topic because both Sneha and I are the eldest um, in our families, and being the oldest daughter has some unique factors to it. So we kind of wanted to dive into that and kind of like share our experiences and kind of talk about why we experienced the things that we did or kind of reflect off of like what we kind of had growing up. So I guess to start us off, um, why do you feel the expectations are so high for the eldest child in general in a South Asian household? I think, I think, I mean, it's like, it's their first child, which always explains like, you know, first time parents. I mean, especially in South Asian families, more likely than not, like immigrant families, most likely than not. It's an arranged marriage, so they don't really even know that much. And it's not like modern day arranged marriage where you actually get some dates in and you actually understand right. them a little bit. It's like 30 years ago arranged marriage. So it's like, you know, like much different. And like, I don't know, it's a lot of like just trusting your parents to find the right person for you. So you don't you yourself are just kind of taking a gamble on the person that you're being with. And then now throw in the added, you know, pressure, added factor of a child you know, there's a lot going on with that first child and a lot of like learning curves that need to happen very quickly alongside the learning curve of moving to a different country. So, you know, it's like a lot of things working. And I think I think ultimately they do want us want to see us succeed. Like I think for every parent, right. they just want to see their yeah. kids succeed. They want to see them grow up and be happy and all that stuff. But I think for our parents, like South Asian parents, immigrant parents specifically, they just don't necessarily know what tools to provide for us to do that. So then their idea is to just throw everything at us and just like hope for the best, you know? So I feel like that's where the pressure comes, where they're just pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, especially in the academic sense, because when they grew up, that's what got them to where they need to be. Um, that's what got them to America. So to them, you know, that that's where they're going to push the hardest. They're going to push the academic side. Um, even though they might not necessarily understand that the academic system here is a lot different than the academic system is right. in India. So I think that's where a lot of the pressure comes from. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth, the clash of Western versus, you know, Indian culture, South Asian culture. Right. I agree with you. Yeah, we are the trial run child. <laughs> um, yep. We're guinea the guinea pigs. pigs as much as I joke <laughs> around about it. And like, you were, yeah, you're right. Like, they grew up in an Indian household and they did an arranged marriage based on their trust, true, like only trust in their parents or family, extended mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to a different country. So like Western upbringing is much different than Indian. So it's like even more harder for them to be like, hey, I advise you to do this or that because it's completely different here. Um, so that trial mm-hmm. run makes it even more harder, I feel like, um, especially being the eldest in a new environment. Um, And with the lack of that experience in a Western upbringing, I feel like oftentimes the expectations doesn't match the amount of help that your parents can give you. And that can get pretty lonely because you're basically just trying to do everything yourself and 
basically all they can do is like meet my expectations, meet my expectations, but they can't really tell you how. So you're just like in this like yeah. conundrum because there's like this communication barrier, not literally, but like mm-hmm. in terms of like what the expectations mean, even though, like you said, that they, they, they know they want what's best for you. So it's a hard, it's a hard balance. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was going to say, I was going to say like, I think what you said, like your par- our parents can only give us the Indian side. They don't really understand the Western side. So their expectations are naturally a little higher, but also playing by different rules. So you're like, okay, but what can I do here in this situ in this society, in this situation where I can meet your expectations? And sometimes, sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. And it's really hard to, especially at a young age, to really decipher that. And it's interesting because it's different for the second child because for the second child, you know, you're there. You're there to kind of like not tell them what to do per se because, you know, they're not going to listen. It's your younger sibling. Like, please, like you you, you try real hard, but it's not going to happen. Um, but, but like, I think there's like you can just tell them like, hey, you don't have to care about this as much as mm-hmm. you think you do. Or, oh, you should probably care more about this instead. Like you can kind of guide them here and there. And tell them what actually matters. Like, basically, like, tell them, like, the priority of certain things. Um, and I think that in itself is, like, a lot, I think, a lot more helpful for the <laughs> second child. Um, at least I think so, unless you don't really talk to your siblings at I all. Mean, which is also very possible, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in a way, it's helpful, I agree. But then there's also that, like, stress of, like, being compared. Because, mm-hmm. like, then yeah. your parents are going to be like, all right, so your el- the eldest did it like this. Why aren't you doing it like this? And yeah. reality, everybody's different, right? So there is, I guess there's a pro and con, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was, I feel like, you know, like, the trope or, like, the stereotype in um, TV shows where the oldest, like, in an Asian household, the oldest doesn't have a good relationship with their parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, like, for example, Jung in Kim's Convenience, like, I think that is where it stems from, like, that lack of understanding, a lack of understanding each other. Um, I just hate it when it gets, like, pro, like, not prolonged, but extended into the real world, Mm -hmm. per se, but, like, everybody feels like they should have a bad relationship with their parents. And I'm, like, communication, I feel like, I think that's what I learned later on. Like, yes, there's going to be a barrier or like they're not going to understand everything that you do or everything that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to try. Like, you can't just give up and be like, I can't. I can't talk to my parents. Right. It sucks. I don't have parents. Like, right, it's right. Sort of like bad mouthing your parents on like, like your shows or whatnot. And like, just like not try. I feel like that stereotype is so frustrating because it doesn't put us further in improvement as like a community yeah right no and it almost it's almost like a pressure to like be like oh I should hate my parents right I'm the first sibling like I should do that yeah and and I mean maybe in a very drastic example like I can imagine like someone like I mean I don't know like an older sibling in the future seeing all these examples of older siblings who don't like their Asian parents and then using that as like a oh I should not hate I should I should hate them too I should stop talking to them I should you know and obviously that's a dramatic romanticized example of what could happen but I it it is a possibility and I don't like that that's like the impression that media has now portrayed and I think that just I mean we've talked about our our um, shitty view I mean our views on like media representation of South Asian families 
before and i think that's like the biggest issue with those it's like you don't they don't really they really like to judge the characters within a south asian family a lot instead of just allowing them to be who they are um especially with like south asian family portrayal specifically um and i think that's why a lot there's such a negative connotation towards them because i'm like look like there we might have issues but like every other family but we also love each other there's a huge love behind it um, that I think a lot of like I guess media specifically likes to disregard. Which is yeah, it gets it gets lost in translation. Mm-hmm. I feel like like yeah. it gets watered down to like, hey, every oldest child has to go through like this um, struggle mm-hmm. of not being understood by their parents, and then like running away or doing something really drastic in order for them to realize like their parents wanted what the best for them. I get that. I went through that. I'm yeah. going to be honest here. Like it's not like I didn't. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, like I, I, I have, I have had arguments with my parents growing up just because of feeling like they never really understood me, but then like kind of growing up understanding, like that was just their way of communication. Right. But I didn't like market, like everybody should do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the benefit of being the first child, like in an older generation the younger generation eldest childs don't have to go through the same thing no maybe if they can like come in with that understanding or that of the other side like empathy then like maybe they'll be able to go over less hurdles than what we did as like a child um back in the day yeah yeah (laughs) i mean like and we say that too we're like first gen indian americans can you imagine like second gen already has it kind of in the bag you know like they they have i think not in the bag i mean obviously they're gonna have struggles as well but like they're they're not they already have kind of a role, a set of role models or a people that they can look up to in, in our group, in our set, the same way that we have people, you know, that we're starting to realize we have people in the set above us. So, like, I think, like, obviously, like, generationally speaking, it's the problems that we're facing now is going to start evolving into other problems or, you know, like, it's going to start watering away from what we had to go through. But... I mean, I think, like, in terms of, like, first gen, like, first gen eldest child in a South Asian family, like, it's such a specific problem, and it's such a, like, you're literally the shield. You are the, you are the first, like, you're the first group, you're the guinea pigs, we're just trial, like, you know, we're just testing things out, um, and it's, it's hard, it's a lot. Um, yeah, we're... We're like a shield, like you said, for like our parents and maybe our siblings, mm-hmm. but we're also that like representation, like we're like that double-edged sword, like we're the shield for our family, but we're the representation for the community. Like not like, so like what I mean by that is like, we are the representation of our family to our yeah. community mm-hmm. because that's like the one thing being the oldest, you're going to go through everything for the first, like, mm-hmm. especially if you're the oldest child in the group as like the oldest, oldest like, you're going to go through everything first. So you are, like, kind of, like, going to be... You're setting the expectations. So, like, that's even more stressful because the community is watching you mm-hmm. um, and how you're representing your family and your parents are there trying to get what's best for you, but they don't know how to help you, but they also have these expectations for you. So right. you're just, like, expectations are flying everywhere. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, wherever you go, you have expectations, which I feel like second child or like younger siblings don't have to worry about like they don't have to be have worry about that pressure of having to set that expectation um more as like they can learn from the expectations that the eldest kind of keeps and kind of refine it or like i'm gonna be honest here i feel like the community like when i like growing up i feel like the people around us were so focused on the oldest child mm-hmm. that like they didn't really care what the youngest did like 
let's just say, for example, I would like we were taking the PSATs back in the day. Like, I feel like people would care about more about my score, how I did, or how I applied to college. And no one asks my younger brother that. Like, no one really like asks him anything about in that realm. They don't really like lack of better words care. Right. So I'm like, I think that's the thing. Like, they don't have that spotlight on them um, to like maybe like give them that pressure or that drive that they need to be. They need to be good for everything. Right, right, <laughs> everything right. They do. I mean, not that they don't have drive. They do have drive, but they're not under that spotlight. Like I, you're right that it's not motivated by the pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's like motivated by themselves, which is like, whoa! Like you can do that. Like I am heavily motivated by the people around me because growing up, there's always that spotlight to just understand and like be academically good, and not just in the academic sense. I'd like to add. I think also like in the cultural sense, like we are expected. Yeah to know all the rules like we were given birth and we we're expected to know all the rules and i'm like okay right. but no i don't though like i'm sorry that i don't res- like I, it, they're just like little cultural differences like we're expected to wear a sorry wear a half sorry for certain things i mean i still did it because i was a rebel child and i was just a problem <laughs> it was a problem but it's fine <laughs> I, you know, like, we were, we're expected to understand our own culture and speak our language. You know, there's so much pressure, especially for the first child, to know Tamil, to know and speak Tamil. Like, I remember having a lot of pressure to do that. I mean, it worked out in the end, and I'm really happy that happened, and it did, and it worked out. But at the same time, like, that's a lot of pressure to be putting on a 10-year-old child to do. Right. And, like, you know, there's Bharatanatyam, obviously, like, you know, and there's, like, Karnatic music. Some people face that. Um, like there's like, you know, you have to be part of a dance team. You got to be part of, um, your cultural events, like Diwali functions. You have to show you have up, to prove yourself. You have to show up. Yeah. yeah. And not, not only show up, you have to show up and then talk to all the aunties and uncles. You have to be there. It's a social networking event, essentially, you know? So like you, you're representing the family in that moment. And that in itself can be a lot of pressure. Um, that that can multiply and add and seep into like a lot of different parts of your life as a child and and having to balance all that it's like <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing what is this like I shouldn't have to deal with this but here I am um, so yeah yeah I feel like that's why I'm a terrible de- like terrible decision maker for myself right. like I'm just like when someone asks me hey you want to like for a simple thing hey what do you want to eat like where do you want to go out tonight and I'm like I don't care. What do you want to do? Yeah. Like, that's, like, my first thing. I don't have an opinion. And it's, like, so bad. Because now, like, like, my mom tells me, she's like, Kirli, you have to have an opinion. You, like, you can't just, like, go around being like, oh, okay, what do you want to do? Because, like, in the end of the day, like, it's going to compromise your happiness or something like that when you do a lot more serious right, decisions. Right. And, like, it's true. But, like, that's how I was just conditioned. I was just, mm-hmm. like, if you take care of everybody else, that that's the whole goal. You'll be like you're you're like checking you're like doing it right like you're you're being the right older sister right right so yeah you're taught to play the host like oh I'm doing it for them mm, yeah and that that's good in that moment and it really did it was a survival mentality and it did work in that those situations but like now coming out of it I'm like oh shoot like I have to have opinions for myself <laughs> like I I can't right. just be like oh we'll do whatever you want to do it's like no I I gotta you know it's not it's a people pleasing thing that's been kind of like put into me for so long and now I'm like trying to take it out or at least have a healthy balance of it you know like right some- I mean there's like good there, I guess there's good types <laughs> yeah. I, I mean good instances of like that just because like for example I'm thinking about the other person a lot growing yeah. up my 
whenever I like had like um so whatever I, I took I purposely took notes like extra extra diligently in school just because I know Sean was going to be um taking those same classes in the following year so I would keep like documented notes for each class and organize my binders purposely just for the fact that I know my brother is going to go into the same classes and I want him to succeed and not struggle through like understanding the content so like a lot of the times that's what motivated me in school to keep myself organized is because I have to give it to a younger brother for him to get like help with right so like I mean in some cases it helps because you're always thinking about like your younger sibling um for everything but sometimes it, like of course that's the con it's like you're over compromising or over like helping everybody you're helping you're yourself. giving you're giving a lot more than you're getting <laughs> right which, right, which can right. be problematic I struggle with that a lot yeah yeah I feel like that like kind of bled through with my friends and I feel like I let them vent to me a lot and then to the point where like I don't know how to vent to another person because I just feel like it's weird because I'm just so used to being the listener mm-hmm. so I feel like it bled through to other relationships but like I guess yeah I guess that would be the cut. <laughs> oh, I um, I've taken it empathetic. I've taken it full circle and now I overshare things because I was like <laughs> you know like it's com- I'm like overcompensating for all the stuff I didn't vent about when I was younger. So it's come right. full circle, Kirti. It's fine. It's it's whatever. <laughs> um I guess moving on to the next question. Um what do you think are the different expectations or struggles for the eldest like male versus female? So do you think it's like any different if you're an older brother as opposed to an older sister again coming as an older sister but yes yeah I get what you mean um I definitely think that um especially like just because like I feel like when age and gender are put in comparison gender always gets troped by like age because like whenever I go to India I feel like so, like, if my brother gains weight and I also gain weight, I get shit-talked about gaining weight. And my brother, he's like, oh, you look so strong. You yeah. look so manly and muscular, even though he's got a big tope. Like, no, sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> call him out. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to call him out like that, but that's how it is. Like, literally, like, um, my relatives will be like, Kirti, you've gotten a little bit chubbier on around the sides. Huh? Time to lose some weight. But, like, my brother is celebrated for the fact that he looks more manlier. Right. Like. um but like I feel like those are the types of things like as an eldest daughter I feel like we have that additional um judgment of beauty and appearance whereas I guess they don't really care about that about guys it's like like the one saying um that people have that I hate I absolutely hate is like the boys will mature later Mm. so you have to like you have to adjust to them I feel like that's still kind of applied to the older like older like son like or the older like as a son um but personally i haven't really seen it much within my family if i like see cousin brothers because they're all very mature and like nice and they take care of me really well but like i've seen it happen in other people's um like families or like i've seen instances of it so i feel like i feel like we are set to a more um higher standard in comparison to like an older son just because we also have that weird double-edged sword that we are the oldest daughter. So, like, for me personally, like, my parents, like, want me to achieve and, like, do things. Like, I could, like, do well successfully career-wise. But then I know, like, some people are, like, we grew up, like, they grew up with the mindset of being more traditional. Where, like, the eldest needs to also know how to cook. Mm-hmm. The daughter needs to know how to do this, do that. So I feel like we have those extra expectations and we're supposed to be like this perfect daughter, but also this perfect oldest sibling. Right. And usually that oldest sibling in a South Asian household that's preached is like a son. So like we're basically in both roles at the end of the day, in my opinion. 
I so this is a difficult question for me because my entire family is like girls. Like I only have one guy cousin, and he's younger than me. So like it's really hard. Like I, I I don't know. I feel like we're we're all kind of in my family put through the same pressure cooker, and there's always that. I think especially with physical appearance, like. We're all kind of like used to it at this point because we're just all preaching it to each other, like back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> I will say though, um, with my guy cousin specifically, I have noticed that he doesn't get like okay in like okay to give to give an example like my grand if we ever go to my grandparents' house in Ditchy, um, he's usually there, but he's never given any tasks. Like my grandma's yelling at everyone else in the household. She's like, hey, uh, right. she'll like call my mom and be like, you have to do this. And then she'll call me and do, you have to do this. Get all my cousins. Like, you have to do this and this and this. Give tax to everyone. But then when it comes to, even my thought will get tasked. But when it comes to my cousin, she'll be like, oh, just sit down. You'll be fine. Like, just sit down. You can go down. I'm like, okay, this is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. But my cousin, <laughs> my cousin also likes to juice it for all he can because he knows it's wrong. <laughs> he absolutely knows it's wrong. But he will juice it for all and he'll just sit, be sitting there and he'll be like, you missed a spot. I'm like, you need to not. <laughs> don't talk to me. Yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> all right. Like he's 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 playing the younger brother, essentially. So I get it. Fine. But like, yeah, like I do understand that, like, I think in terms of gender, like women in in South Asian households are put at a higher sort of uh, standard and that multiplied with the fact that you're the older sibling like you are and and it's weirder when you're like when your sibling is also younger sister right like because our younger cousins um y- like you are the akka you're the one that they are gonna look up to and so you have mm-hmm. to be that good like you know you have to know thumble you have to dress properly you have to do this you have to do that and they're looking up, and you have the added pressure of they're looking up to you um, or at right. least that's thrown around a lot where, oh, they're, they're looking, so you have to, like, be okay. You have to, like, show them the way. And I'm like, or but like, do I know? Or like, my daughter, my daughter respects you and, like, uh, yeah, like yeah. idolizes what you do. I'm like, maybe you think that because I check all the boxes that you want, but please don't put that pressure on your daughter. No. I don't want you to name <laughs> that you compare. I don't want you comparing me for your daughter. Like, no, please, no. I, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really okay. I don't think this train is going to go that far if you're following me. Please don't do that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no. No, but, I, but, like, for real, though, like, please don't. Like, like yes, <laughs> yeah. do, but also don't. Like, I'm stupid. <laughs> Please, like I so I've also come to realize speaking of like uh, I guess like teaching your younger siblings or whatever while we're on the topic I've like flat out told Shreya because Shreya I so Shreya's my younger sister love her to death she's 13 years old very young um but in comparison to me but it's funny because I've told her like on like on every time I talk to her or I'm like lecturing her about something like hey academics don't matter go find a hobby or like something dumb like that like, I literally preface it with, like, I don't know anything. Don't put me on a pedestal. I know nothing, okay? I'm just telling you from my experience, it doesn't matter. But, hey, I think you should do this because it helped me a lot. And, like, I've learned to preface it like that because I have realized, like, she's told me on occasion, too, where she's like, yeah, sometimes you say things and I take it too literally or too seriously. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I can't. And I start transferring some of my own anxiety to her. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that anymore. And like, as soon as she told me that, I was like, I'm going to preface everything and it's going to be great. <laughs> but I, don't I know. totally get that. I don't know. 
I, I totally get that. And I like how you shout out your sister, by the way. Hi, Shreya. <laughs> love her. <laughs> She's a demon child, um, but I love her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel the same. I do the same thing to Sean. Like, sometimes I'll, like, my, like, worries, like, so much worry for him to do well. Like, I basically become my parents. Mm-hmm. And I can see him getting overwhelmed. And then I, like, sit ta- like sit down later after we talk. I'm like, shoot, I think I overwhelmed him. I'm yep. so sorry. But, like, I just channel my parents because that's how I was, like, that's how I was been like driven or whatnot and it's just like that's just my habit of doing that I just I become my parents and so it's just like I totally get that and that's good she told you like stop like I take everything literally like, I take she's too literally she's too logical she's the logical brain of my family I, I swear everyone else is too emotional in my family but her she's the logic <laughs> she's like the one that's very astute and calls us all I out I feel that I love it I feel like I feel like Sean's like that too. Like he can like he can stay calm in a situation and like logically work his way through it, even if he's like under stress. Yeah, which I cannot do. Like I think I also add the emotions and the logic Mm -hmm. like at the same time, and then overwhelm myself. But fair. It's a similar but perks of being the younger sibling, huh? I'm just kidding. I mean, uh, I mean, if we're gonna compare like one to one, guys, no, I don't want to do that. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I know. Yeah, I was like, I know we talked a lot about like um, the things that are the expectations, and that's kind of like the driving force of being the eldest um, in terms of community, and also like with your parents. Um, but do you ever feel like that we, like, as an old, as the oldest, um, we had to grow up at a really young age? Um, yes and no. Um, no in the sense that we're still very protected from the outside world in terms of, like, politics and the news and, like, things that are even maybe, like, drama, like, family drama. Like, we're still protected from that to some extent, just based on distance alone. Like, we're so far away from our extended family that, like, there is that distance and that barrier and we are protected in that sense but at the same time yes because like in terms of like academic education and cultural education and like we're literally thrown into situations sometimes and we're just like okay I guess this is um the new world order and we have to live in it and accept it and we have to keep there's like an expectation to almost accept things for what they are and just keep going Mm -hmm. keep going like live with it yeah like there's no there's no other way to like change the situation you're just moving through it's kind of like the it's fine um dog with the meme and the it's like it's like a very toxic sort of mindset where you're like oh i'm just gonna accept this as it is at least in terms of tiny things like oh like buying new clothes for myself or um you know taking care of like how my room is situated so like taking care of my morning routine and making sure that like makes sense with what I'm doing like in terms of like tiny things like that like just accepting it for what it is is not a good mindset to have and I think that has been preached to us from a young age and that has made us feel like we're growing up a lot faster than we are and it's not great (laughs) especially when you're really young and like you know eight nine years old like oh we're going to a different country now it's like okay cool you have to know thumble all of a sudden great good let's go like you know so Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah that's interesting i feel like i had a little bit of an opposite experience just because of the fact i feel like like my dad was always like the tough parent type of like not like tough parent but like it's like tough love like figure it out you're gonna fall i'm gonna watch you fall and you're gonna learn and figure it out yourself right so i guess i feel like i had to grow up a lot faster just because um like i like 
had to figure everything out by myself and it was stressful um and then also your parents like they're also like being new parents you being the oldest they don't know how to parent or like any you know like those are also the initial barriers but like I also feel like I was also since they like my parents have always appreciated me being matured faster which kind of I feel like isn't a good trait to have like in my opinion um just uh they like add me into like different more conversations so like politics Mm -hmm. family like situations and stuff like that and like I in general I hate that I had to grow up fast at a young age because I feel like I never really got to enjoy myself and like I still struggle now to figure out how I to enjoy myself if that makes any sense like enjoy your time and whatever like not be so serious all the time so like it just I don't know I'd like feel like it that's just kind of like a con and I like I don't know like thinking back I'm grateful that like I like could reflect that I feel like I didn't like the fact that I did like I grew up at a young age and like I don't want that for my kids like I want them to feel like kids until like they're not kids anymore because the world out there is shitty and they shouldn't have to grow up fast Mm -hmm. they should be in their happy bubble until they can um but at the same time I feel like it just gives me perspective like like, whenever I get put through tough situations, I have that thick skin because I had to grow up fast. So it's kind of, like, a mixed feeling. But I feel like if I could, like, if I, like, for my children, I would shelter them a little bit more just because, like, I'm I'm most probably blessed to be able to do that for them. And I should let them do that just because it always breaks my heart to see kids who are, like, have to grow up so fast for, like, a situation. Right, right. Like, maybe as drastic as, like, maybe losing their parents or, like, even as just, like, having to be by themselves and be the oldest child and, like, maybe a in a situation like both situations like I feel like you should like kids should not grow up at a young age no and like you do reap something out of it but I feel like the cons are a little bit higher no I agree <laughs> like there sense. there is a level like you shouldn't yeah yeah I agree I think that is interesting that you bring that up because like I never really thought of myself as protected and like I I was like overly protected about the things that I like I should have known some of these things growing like I think in like high school and stuff like I should have been more aware of these things but like I was so like my parents just put me in a bubble and it almost made me want to like that I think that's where all the rebellious kind of nature comes from because I'm like I want to know what's on the outside I don't care if the grass is like spoiled on the other side I, I want to know like I just want to know um and and I think like again like as an older child that is like I'm like oh I, I just want to keep leaving I want to leave I want to keep going I want to keep moving I want to keep changing my environment because I need to like keep understanding like something more and more and more but that's like not great because I also can't sit still <laughs> at all like I can't just like un- like live with what I have I just think always constantly think that there's something more that I need to understand that I'm not understanding so I guess like like again like I guess finding a balance between overprotecting and also like d- just telling everything to your child like I don't know. Again, yeah. it's like the first parent thing. Like they don't know what they're doing. So like some parents will overshare and then other parents won't share at all. And you're like, can we just find a balance collectively as a society? Right. Like, <laughs> can we just dictate how much a kid should know about the outside world like before? And then like all the parents can instigate that like, like a robotically to all other. Ch- like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean like in an Sorry. ideal in an yeah. ideal situation like, like let's let's get this let's make a formula and <laughs> yeah it. right like let's just like let's just code this shit out let's do it <laughs> like, I wish it could work like that 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, I wish everyone was just like, at, you know, like first parents. Like, everyone gets a manual or rule book. Like, gets sent to every single household that's having like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. No, I get that. Like, I've had conversations about this with my parents. Like, I'm like, you know, like, like I had a tough time. This and they're like, Kirti, like, we this is our first time being a parent. Like, you have to like understand that we're going through things much as itself, and we were very young then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get that, but like. I am also very young, and I am also realizing all these things without having kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it's just like that. The taking the time to self-reflect, which I'm sure they just didn't have the opportunity to do right. because you know the situation, like being an immigrant, is like very hard in this country. But like, it's just like, just like reflecting on it whenever you get a chance, and just like maybe like apologizing or just like saying like I'm sorry I put you through this, just gives a lot of relief because I feel like that's. If you notice a lot of people who still don't have a relationship with their parents, that's the thing. They don't talk about it or like they didn't stop to reflect and be like, okay. And like, they, like I'm sure both ends there are problems, but like you need to talk about it. And I feel like even if you have a good relationship with your parents, you still need to talk about it because there's most probably underlying feelings that you have from growing up being with the struggles of being the eldest. Well, yeah, and there's, like, it's hard to forgive someone when you don't talk about it. Like, if, and I feel right. like forgiving is a huge step in order to move on and, like, actually live your life instead of just being stuck, like, continuously thinking about what you could have been if you didn't have set of parents. Like, we need to, like, get rid of that mentality because, like, it is so toxic and it's going to hold you back from so many things. Like, I feel like... Right. And, and that's so, like, I guess privileged to say because I am now at a point where I'm actually in a really good relationship with my parents like have that already so it's like hard to like lecture other people to do that but at the same time whatever they did to you you need to learn to forgive like regardless of like immigrant family not an immigrant family grew up here whatever like forgive your parents they were doing the best they could they were only human like I, I think that's like half the thing like I feel like you should forgive them yes but I feel like I think I've learned to also tell them directly how I feel like yeah. don't be scared not to yeah it's gonna hurt your parents' feelings then but you're gonna be able to grow from it and you're gonna be able to like they're gonna be able to understand like okay this is some things that like Kirthi doesn't like doing or like this is something that I shouldn't do because she doesn't I, I have intentions but they, the intentions aren't carried over when I like when yeah. she like understands it's like you need to like verbally also talk about like hey this yeah. like when you do this it's uncomfortable like like, for example, for, like, a younger sibling, like, hey, when you compare me to my older sibling, I feel uncomfortable. Like, you have to stop for different people. Like, have that conversation mm-hmm. because that's when you're going to move forward. And like you said, like, we're going to move over these, like, obstacles as we, like, progress. generations to yeah. come mm-hmm. and, and progress further. That's the step to do it. Like, you don't have to wait till like, your kids or your kids' kids to have this conversation. Like, you can start it now for yourself, too. No, that's, you're right. You're right. Uh, yes, it to each its own. <laughs> Let's le- just leave it at that. Right. To each its own. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ha- so okay, moving on. Have you ever felt burnout because of your role or expectations in the family? Yes, I feel like I've part of my burnout growing up like was from my expectations or like my role of being the oldest daughter in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's like. My parents gave me a baseline expectations, but then being the person that I am, I feel like I put more expectations on myself, and, like, over time, I, my pers- perspective of those expectations were, like, all the way at the top, and, like, I soon to start feel like, once I put myself on those expectations all the way to the top, I start, like, blurring that line between what my parents actually expect from me versus what I expect for myself, and I just assume everybody has expectations for me at the very top, 
So I think that constant like line of blur um, helped, like not helped, but like fueled that burnout. But then also the fact is, like, being the oldest daughter, like, the amount of challenges that we have, I feel like I've never really learned how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, as a South Asian household, like, I feel like, like I feel like that's, like, something that women, South Asian women have in that is issue themselves, like, in general. So, like, adding that to being the oldest and, like, just never knowing when to ask for help until, like, you've completely exploded in a situation where, like, you don't know what to do, um... That's like I feel like that has caused burnout for me as well, and I'm starting to learn when to like be like put my foot down and be like, all right, this is the time when I need help. But it took me a while to get here. Like it, it was a hard road. So I feel like that is something that has really much contributed to my burnout, um, and still kind of does. That I'm currently working on. No, I agree. The whole idea of like you have to do it on your own. You have to figure it out. You have to do like that has huge implications for the future, especially if that's something that it you know as a child you always had to do that. Um, like I. I definitely have issues of asking for help. Uh, like, I, I just, I hold on to everything and then, like, I blow up, like, or I blow up or I just, like, go into myself and I'm, like, don't talk to anyone for days or weeks. It's, it's bad. It's, it do be a little bad. Um, but, but I think it's, again, it's, like, something that you just learn to, like, you have to start talking to your parents. You have to start. And, and look, if you're not comfortable, if you're not there with there yet with your parents, like, at least with your friends, like, mm-hmm. learn to ask like someone. help. Someone, anyone to lean on um, is always a good thing. Um, definitely will lead to burnout if you don't do that. Just in general, as, like, a life lesson, maybe don't, you know, hold it all in. Um but but I think like for me like in terms of like burnout in uh, for being the older child I think I felt that the most in high school I want to say less so now because I'm kind of, there's a separation you know like I'm I'm in New York they're in Ohio like there's a huge gap like Shreya's almost like the first mm-hmm. child now um, you know right. what I mean like she has the benefits yeah. of the second child but also the benefits of the first child right now um, and she loves mm-hmm. it <laughs> she's living it up. Um, <laughs> But, but like, I mean, I guess, like, in high school, like, I think I was, there was a lot of pressure, a lot of academic pressure, a lot of, like, what are you going to do with your life pressure, a lot of, like, family pressure in terms of, like, oh, these are the expectations I thought I had, even though it necessarily wasn't. Um, I just assumed that that was their expectations because, you know, growing up around South Asian friends you, all of their parents expectations also kind of multiply into your like you start thinking their parents expectations what your parents also want because they're south asian you're south asian you're like oh my god like i should care about this whatever um transference it's great um <laughs> you know but but so so i think like i my issue in high school specifically was that i had a lot of perceived family pressure and then a lot of academic pressure but i couldn't vent to anyone about it i couldn't vent my to my family about my academic pressure and i couldn't vent my family issues with my with my friends at school so it was like a back and forth i was kind of stuck in the middle burned myself out multiple times didn't realize i was burning myself out too i feel like that's an issue with burnout you don't realize it until you're Mm -hmm. right in the middle and it's usually a symptom of it that you experience not like the actual like lead up to it you just you feel like the anxiety you feel the anxiety attacks you feel the like like depressive episode like that's what you feel but you don't know how to articulate it at that age so you're like what is happening with my life everything is falling apart 
Um, right. And and I think it's like you said, it's taken a lot for me to finally be like, oh, like I should probably start venting to people, or or at least writing it down, venting to a journal, or like do something about it, or like preemptively try to avoid situations where I'm not gonna like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a journey, and again, like, everything that I've learned, I'm hoping that I can try to teach to my sister as well, and be like, hey, like, don't burn yourself out, like, don't, like, take some breaks in the day, don't try to do, like, four hours worth of work, like, all at once, like, that's not a great thing to do, um, so yeah, like, I guess, like, that elder versus the younger is still there, in terms of, like, that kind of stuff, but I don't know. Right. No, I, I totally get that. Like, right when you were explaining, like, your struggles of not being able to tell anyone, but then once you start figuring out, like, how to, like, help yourself, mm-hmm. like, your first thought is, how can I help my younger sibling? Like, I have that exact same thought process, too. Yeah. Like, you you have to go through everything yourself, and then you're like, okay, now I don't want anybody else to feel this way. And, mm-hmm. like, that sense of caring, which I come, feel like that comes out of being the eldest, that, like, you're like, all right, now I need to take care of my brother. I need to take care of my sister. Like, and make sure that they don't go through this. And I totally get that. I really do. Yeah. Well, I, and it's weird because, like, just, cause, I mean, I don't know if you felt this, but I definitely did because there's a huge age gap between me and Shreya. But, um, but, but I think it's, like, there's such a huge age gap that I'm almost, like, the third parent. Like, she's the trial child for me when, like, for my future. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I get it. Yeah, because there's a large age gap. It's, yeah, it's a that. trial child, but I don't have to actually be a parent yet. I'm just doing all the lecturing <laughs> bits right now. Like, I'm doing all the emotional parenting right now. The philosophical part. Right. And then all the, like, lo- logistical, like, all that stuff will be later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um But, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. No, I feel that, too. Like, I not to the extent to, like, um, how you and your sister are, just because, like, with my brother and I, like, I feel like I... It's just, like, different. It's also the fact that we're brother and sister, not, like, sister and sister, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but, like, I feel like I am, like, that, like, third parent, or at least that person, like, I tried to, like, so, like, when I was younger, I felt like that third parent, because my parents would always be, like, Kirthi, when, like, they, I don't know why they instilled this in you, but, like, Kirthi, whenever you're by yourself, or whenever your brother and you are by together only, you, you are the parent. Like, that's, like, the thing. Like, I was, like, oh, shit, that's a lot of expectations. <laughs> okay. It's, like, oh, but, like, no. I, like it's like a morbid way of looking at things but i get what you mean like that's why you have siblings but like um but like yeah so like i kind of took that mentality but like i wanted to like also be like that like that pressure reliever for my brother for my parents so i kind of learned how to be like that role model or like that person that they can rely on and like you said it's kind of helped me kind of be like he is my trial child yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like Like, I, like, want him to be comfortable enough to come to me, but I also want him to come to me as, like, a, like, a sister rather than a parent, because I feel like that's a different, like, mm-hmm. type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go to my parents, like, I could go to my brother comfortably for some things and ask him for advice or just talk about stuff, but I feel like I can't do the same with my parents, just because it's, like, that's, like, the bond with siblings. That's the whole point of having a sibling. Yeah. Like, I get that. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's a good, not to like hate on being the older sibling there's a lot of positives to it too it's really great yeah, you like, a friend for life like uh, theoretically you always I mean, have someone in the world that will be there like want to like pick up their phone calls or something like that well yeah. i hope so because like uh, like yeah like, yeah you know we're, we're at a point where we have a good relationship with our siblings and it's fun it's great and you can pester them and annoy them and it's they got to take it because they're the younger ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I always guilt her. Like, I, the amount of times that I had to pick you up after school and stuff like that when you were younger, like, I always guilt her like that. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's cool it's cool it's interesting now at least, i mean i will say at least for me because for the longest time like it didn't really occur to me that shreya would have opinions of things like i had the no 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 no. listen though like i like saw her from such a young age and like the minute she started having like opinions which was very early i will say but like the minute she started having opinions about like books and movies and tv shows it was like a reality shock i was like holy shit like you are your own person (laughs) like you like have your own set of friends you have your own little life and it's really cute to watch and it's great and it's awesome not to like demean you in any way, Shreya. I hope you're not watching or listening, whatever. <laughs> like it's just it's like a revelation. I'm like, oh wow, you like you're thinking about high school now. Like you have your own little drama. Like it's like fun. And like I'm literally re-experiencing like the fun parts of middle school and high school. Like with oh. my younger sister. And it's like it's great. Cause I never I feel like I like tortured myself in high school by not going to any events and like you know, like, really holding myself into my room, and she's not doing that. Like, she's learned from that. Like, I told her on so many occasions, like, you better get some extracurricular stuff going. You better, like, you know, not care about academics as much as I did. <laughs> like, in the long run, it's not gonna matter. Like, I don't know. And she's, like, taking it, like, running with it. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is great to watch. <laughs> Love it. I know, I feel that. I was, like, because my brother and I are three years apart. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was a senior in high school, he was a freshman. So, I just had the absolute time of my life seeing him as his freshman self mm-hmm. wandering around high school. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, he has friends. He, like, does this. He does that. He's a cool one in his group. Like, oh, my gosh, he's so grown up. <laughs> and, like, even, like, for applying for a college, I'm like, wow, when did you grow up? Like, I totally feel that. I'm like, um. It's great. Like, I always forget. It feels it, good. Yeah, like. I always like I like, literally everybody knows like I I literally call my brother baby shaker like I don't call him Sham anymore. Love like, it. Even my relatives and like when everybody in India they're like why do you call him baby shaker and like he's baby shaker. <laughs> like, I don't see him other than like baby shaker. So right, like, right. Like I totally get that. It's just weird to see them grow up and like be themselves happily <laughs> and like I'm like I'm so proud of it. It's, but like, it's wow. also so weird. Like is this what I, my baby? Exactly. Simply. Like I I always see you as a child, but like now you're towering over me, and it's really annoying. But whatever. Right. Loves to pull. She she loves to pull that stuff on me. Whatever. It's fine. She's like three <laughs> I inches taller. That's how our parents feel about us, and I just we don't. I guess we don't really see that because we're the oldest. Are, <laughs> are we having a a proud parent moment, Kirthi? Is that what this is? Yeah. I think so. I feels like, good. I feel like this is how my parents feel like when they see us. Like, yeah, feels good. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, well. Sorry, Shreya and Sham, for we got, we're just using you I mean, for our episode today. <laughs> we love you. But, like, I think it'd be really sad <laughs> if we went the entire eldest daughter conversation without talking about the younger siblings. So, so true. You know, it's fine. We did our 10 minutes of this. We should probably move on to our last question. Because... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We are at 15 minutes, but that's okay. I know, once we talk about it, how much we love our siblings, it just keeps going and going. And, like, like it's... We it's can talk all this all Fine. Moving on. Yeah, okay, anyways. So, like, but, like, now that we've talked about a lot of stuff, and we've got to kind of share a lot of our siblings' things, um, how do you overall feel, like, of the role of being the eldest daughter, and how has that affected you? I mean... If the last 10 minutes haven't given it away, I love my sister. Right. Love her to death. <laughs> like, I complain about her, but she's great. Um, like, I, she's great. I, I don't know. There's so many positives that comes with being an older sibling that, like, we just don't really talk about because, I mean, like, I guess, like, when we were younger, we didn't really appreciate because, like, you know, we're still stuck in the household. We're still dealing with it in real time. And, like, 
all these anxieties and pressures. But now coming out of it, I'm like, this is fine. I'm worth it. This is great. This is good. Like, I'm fine with this. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know. Do you have anything else <laughs> no, to I add? No, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like we've talked, like, like, stuff that we've talked about and, like, shared about our siblings and, like, how we kind of feel growing up, if that that basically shows, like, how we, how it's affected us and feels. Um, I feel like, though, like, in terms of, like, the positives of being the oldest is, like, I feel like that gave me a sense of independence. As much Mm -hmm. as the expectations and letting you go do your thing, like, was stressful, I feel like it gave me a sense of independence to be, like, be comfortable with being by yourself if that makes sense because i feel like it's so hard for some people they they just can't be by themselves mm-hmm. like they either go and get out and get a relationship like every single like consecutively or like they need someone to be with them at all times so like that skill of being by yourself is so powerful and i think i've learned that from being the oldest and having to like figure things out myself and that's like a type of confidence that can really keep you grounded um and I guess I'm really glad that I was the oldest in the fact that, like, I didn't have to be cradled or, like, um, so, like I guess, like, not, like, supported, but, like, I don't know how it's hard to explain. But, like, I, for me, like, I, like tough love works for me or, like, in, like if I set myself, expect- like, tough love for myself. So, like, so, like, being not cradled helped me grow fast and, like, be, like, who I wanted to be, even though if the con was, like, oftentimes feeling lonely because you're trying to figure out everything yourself, I feel like these positives really helped and, like, like you said, like it's always fun to have a sibling, even though there, you might go and get into fights, you might go into some struggles, um, <laughs> but like we're figuring it out together. Right. So I think being the eldest daughter, like being that empathetic person in the family, is like really powerful, even though we have a lot of cons that come with it. Um, I think it's special that we get to be the eldest daughter in that sense because we get to bring the empathy of being a daughter, but then also like being able to share that with your family by being the eldest. With that very happy note. I would like to conclude this episode. <laughs> this has been really fun. This has been really a stamp on it. And like, and like, we can't, we can't get any better than that. That was beautiful. Um, that's true. That's true. Y- you know, we can't top that. Um, so, Kirthi, this is great to talk to you about this. Um, I, I always love to rant about being the eldest daughter. Um, just you know, positive, negatives, all of it. Um, it's been great talking. Um, I hope we can continue the style of Larger Than Us in the future. And, uh, well, yeah, well, thanks for all the listeners for sticking in and, and watching and listening and hearing our, um, you know, rants. <laughs> yeah, um, we hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about our life. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Larger Than Us. We hope you enjoyed hearing our conversation today. So go check us out on Instagram at redefiningABCD and feel free to let us know your thoughts about this episode. And as always, stay safe, stay happy, and we'll see you all in the next one.